Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After three months, we set sail on a ship that had wintered at the island of Malta. It was an Alexandrian ship with Dioscuri as its figurehead. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days, and from there we sailed around the coast and arrived at Regium. After a day, a south wind came up, and in two days we reached Putioli. There we found some brothers and were urged to stay with them for seven days, and thus we came to Rome. The brothers from there heard about us and came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul gave thanks to God and took courage. When he entered Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. He remained for two full years in his lodgings. He received all who came to him, and with complete assurance and without hindrance, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. Sing praise to the Lord with the harp the harp and melodious song with trumpets and the sound of the horn sing joyfully before the king the lord the lord be with you a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew after the crowd had eaten their fill jesus made the disciples get into the boat and proceed him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds after doing so he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when it was evening he was there alone Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Because the world under your guidance has risen triumphant to the very heavens, Constantine, victorious, has built this temple to your glory. Emperor Constantine had that written in big gold letters over the arch at the basilica he had built over the tomb of St. Peter around 330 A.D. Why would Constantine write that about a fisherman from Galilee? How did that roughneck fisherman end up getting buried on Vatican Hill in Rome? Why for over 1,900 years have pilgrims from all over the world traveled to venerate this man's remains? The answer 
a scholar wrote, is that Catholicism does not rest on a myth. It rests on apostolic foundations. And those foundations, which include the Apostle St. Paul, whose basilica in Rome was built in 386, these foundations do not exist only in our minds. Quote, they exist quite literally in reality. Real things happened to real people who made real life and death decisions and staked their lives, not on stories or fables, but on what they had come to know as the truth. Beneath the layers of encrusted tradition and pious storytelling, there is something real, something you can touch at the bottom of the bottom line of Catholic faith. What is at the bottom of the bottom? Peter's bones. They're directly under the high altar in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome today. In the 1500s, St. Peter's Basilica, which had been standing for over a millennium, was in need of major repair. The decision was made to raise it and build a new St. Peter's, the magnificent one in Rome today. Its construction took 120 years, 20 popes, and 10 architects. Amidst all that construction, arrangements were forgotten to secure St. Peter's tomb. The builders knew the high altar in the old basilica was built over his tomb, so that's where they placed the new high altar and just assumed Peter's tomb was down below somewhere. In 1939, Pope Pius XI died. His beautiful coffin was brought to St. Peter's to be placed in the crypt of the church, but it was too big and heavy. Pope Pius XII ordered that the undercroft, the cellar floor, be lowered to make more room. So workers started digging, and by accident, they came upon an ancient graveyard. World War II was going on at the time, so the Pope commissioned a semi-secret excavation, which he funded himself. They eventually found a small city of the dead, complete with streets below the foundation of the basilica. They found a shrine with an altar and a grave that all other graves seemed to radiate toward. They found some graffiti that said, Peter is here. The saintly Pope Pius XII took a chance. He had the bones analyzed. The church's detractors long argued that Peter never even made it to Rome because it's not in the Bible. Paul's martyrdom wasn't in the Bible either, but people don't seem to have a problem with that. But you see, if Peter did not go to Rome, then he was not the first pope, and then the papacy is based on a lie, a myth. In 1968, Pope Paul VI declared that the bones found way down directly under the high altar at St. Peter's Basilica were in fact... St. Peter's bones. They are from a Semitic man in his 60s. Interestingly enough, fragments from the various bones of the body are there, except for the feet. There's no feet. It was easier, you see, to remove a crucified man from his cross by chopping off his feet. Beneath the layers of encrusted tradition and pious storytelling, there is something real, something you can touch at the bottom of the bottom line of Catholic faith. <laughs> 